Oh yeah. Y'all already know what it is. Gotta take it back a little bit. Gotta celebrate a little bit. Gotta grind up a little bit. It's bet the house. You know how we rocking. You know what it is. You know how we coming. This season is different. The vibe is different. The love is different. Yes, we back. Season 11. We back. We back. Bet the house. Reactivated. I wasn't gonna leave y'all too long. I'm back. I'm primed. I'm ready. It's go time. Now listen, this season has been different. It's been dope. Shout out to everyone that's been tapping into what we're doing this season. I appreciate it. Um, I think this is probably some of the best stuff that we have put together. Um, Very proud of the progress we're making so far. Also, we back video. <laughs> It's been a while. It's been a while. I know, like, I'm going to tell you, and part of the episode is about that. It's about wins and losses. We have taken a lot of turns throughout the years between co-hosts, between formatting the show, between visuals and non-visuals, between, like, we have really, really went through some changes. We've really went through some things these last 11 seasons of Bet the House. I got to tell you, there's no better feeling than winning. But I'm going to say something that a lot of people might not necessarily agree with. In order to really, really know what winning feels like, you have to lose. You really have to go through some adversary to really know what winning really is. For example, Michael Jordan was a born winner. He knew it. His parents knew it. He believed in himself. He got cut from his high school basketball team. And when he came back the next year, he took them losses. He took that experience. He took that pain. And he turned it into something phenomenal where not only was he, did he make the team, he was debatable, the star of it. On his way to becoming the greatest man to ever pick up a basketball ever. Sometimes you got to go through losses. Sometimes you got to go through losses in order to know what winning really is. Sometimes you could be at the top. You could be at the top of your game. You could be winning. You could have it all figured out. And then that one mistake causes you to stumble and lose everything. See, a lot of people be like, oh, man, you never know what winning feels like till you come up from the bottom. That is true. I've been, throughout the years, I have experienced so many losses. Loss of friends. Loss of family. Loss of jobs. Loss of uh, sponsorships and brand buildings and relationships with other podcasters and things like that. Marriage. I almost... You know, I lost, I lost it all. I think, I think in order, in order to really, truly get to where you need to get to, you got to sit in that pain for a little bit. You have to, you have to sit in there and figure out how you ended up there in the first place. Because a lot of times we end up stuck and we don't know why we, why we're stuck. We don't know how we got there. We don't retrace our steps and see that for me. 
I had to really, really dig deep inside my roots and retrace my steps because I felt like at the time I was right, you was wrong, case closed. And that mentality only worked for so long because then it became, damn, you losing everything around you. I got to tell you, I went through losing at an early age. You know, my brother, my brother was the man to me. You know what I'm saying? Six years old, that was Superman to me. You know? And I still remember so many memories I had with my brother. He was Superman. He was untouchable. He was the man in my eyes. Like, one of the most, he was the total opposite of me. He was one of the most well-rounded, likable, uh, popular, respectable young men you could ever ask for to be in your life. Like, that was my dude. You know what I'm saying? He was my protector. Like, me and my older, my other oldest brother, those were my protectors. You know, that was my big brother. When I was off my stone, he made sure that I got on it. We didn't have, you know, the, the silver spoon, but I really felt like and anybody that I talked to, because I was still young, anybody that I talked to that knew my brother, that came up with my brother, would say the same thing. Your brother was on his way. He was on his way. He was one of them. You know what I'm saying? And that was my first big loss, man. That was the biggest loss that I had ever took. And it started off at a young age. And it hurt. My brother was gunned down and I don't really know the full details because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't there when that happened. You know, I remember, I remember hearing, you know, and seeing the whole block come out. I remember it like it was yesterday, six years old, not knowing what's going on. The whole block out, ambulances, police. All this stuff was out, and it was like, man, what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? Now, you hear about people getting shot and stuff, but you think you think it's in the movies. You don't, you don't think about if it's real life. Like, I didn't, I didn't really think about if it was real life or if it was going on or what was happening or, you know. And all I remember is this big crowd in front of my, my granny house, and my mama just losing it just losing it like and i never understood it until i didn't understand it that day like that day i didn't understand it you know and i really really didn't understand it until the funeral like i didn't understand death i didn't understand life and death i didn't i didn't know nothing about that stuff man i was I was six years old. I was having fun. All I knew is that they kept saying that he's gone and that he's not coming back. And I thought he was on vacation or something, you know, for the longest time of my life. I thought he was on vacation. You know, that's that's generally what I thought, what I believed death was like. He's just on vacation right now, but eventually he'll pop up and I'll see him again and things like that. Like, 
my brother was a hooper. Like he was he was a hooper out of this world. He loved basketball. Everybody loved this dude. When I say he was the opposite of me, I don't I didn't really think he had enemies because that dude at 16 years old had a good heart. Like he was the man to me. That was that was my that was my pops because my pops was around but my brother was around more. I think I learned a lot more from my brother in them first six years of my life than I did from my dad. And that's not a slight to my dad. It's just I was closer to my brother than I was my dad. You know, my dad was doing his own thing, you know. So it kind of threw me for a loop that he was not coming back. And man, like, I think about my life in so many different ways because here I am, 37, and my brother has been gone for 30 years now. It's still, it's fresh in my head. It's still playing the sight, the crowd, uh, the motherfucker beating the court case. Like, he beat the case. The dude that did it beat the case. And I, and, and, I honestly, that's been my whole disdain for the justice system my whole entire life. Like, the justice system is flawed. I always felt like that, and this is one of the reasons why. Like I said, it was a big loss because my OG lost her oldest son. My family lost the, the I want to say, the man of the house at that time. Like, I was robbed of experiences that, I felt I would never want to enjoy again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think about all of this. And so when that happened, that was the greatest loss that I ever took. And I don't think that I ever fully healed from it. I've never healed from that loss because it left a dent and a hole in my family that I don't think too many of us have gotten over like we don't even talk about it you know what i'm saying like you know my mom and i think this is where i get being so strong from because i seen her cry that day and then i never seen her cry again i think in her heart she knew that she had to be strong she couldn't break herself down she couldn't she couldn't do it because she still had three other living children to to deal with you know what i'm saying so and if she did cry she cried to herself or she cried away from us because again we ain't know what what i didn't know what that was man that loss hurt that was probably the biggest loss of my life man and i think still to this day um i dislike a lot of things that went wrong with that like buddy beat the case and then you know you hear rumors back in them days i was hearing all kind of rumors about what happened to this dude and you know my brother friends was gonna get at him and people from the neighborhood was gonna get at him like we heard all this stuff for years so honestly i sit back and i wonder like i wonder if this dude's still alive i wonder if he's still living 
I wonder if he's still around. I wonder, do he have any remorse? I wonder what I would do if I ever got face-to-face to this dude. Like, I think about this stuff because you have people out here that forgive their family members and their friends killers. I don't think I could ever do that. I don't I don't think I could ever do that. And I know the Bible say, you know, for those that are religious to turn the other cheek and forgive and forget. I don't think I could ever do that. That was a loss that hit close to home. I don't think I could ever turn around and just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Forget that. You know, you took my brother away, but, you know, uh, life is life. It's been 30 years now. I'm still hurting as if it was yesterday. And I think what I learned is I may have lost a brother that day, but a lot of bonds that he came up with, a lot of the people that he came up with, I'm still cool with them to this day. Like they literally took me under their wings and raised me like their little brother. And I think, you know, my oldest brother who's still alive, I love that dude to death. Me and him, we did not have the best relationship growing up because my brother wanted to do his own thing. Especially after we lost our brother, he wanted to do his own thing. But I tell you this, that man, anytime I needed him, we might didn't get along. But anytime I needed him, he was there. You know what I'm saying? And you can't do nothing but respect that. When I got locked up, he was there. You know what I'm saying? I've seen that dude take his shoes off his own feet and give them to me when I was locked up in juvie. He gave me his shoes. He gave me his clothes. And you know what I'm saying? He didn't have to do that, but he did. And I remember growing up, our relationship was rocky as hell. But I think if I hadn't took those losses and, and, and those ass whoopings and those punishments that he used to dish out me and him would not be as close as we is now i can call that man right now and ask him for 500 dollars, and he'll give it to me i'll have to pay it back but he'll give it to me 10 years ago hell no <laughs> so um i think that dude that dude is inspiration to me that man he owns his own properties and and his own businesses and and things like that. So yeah, it's inspiration watching this dude thrive the way that he is. Uh, it was a beautiful feeling to see my brother thrive because I watched him in the streets. He got his money. He got out the streets, and he turned his stuff into an empire. So it's a beautiful feeling, man, to watch that man win. Because we took losses. And me and him, like I said, we don't even speak about it. But he had to become the man of the house at an early age. And it was a loss for both of us. But it was a gain for him because everything he did, I wanted to do. I wanted to be around my brother, but... There was times that they'll be like, yo, you can't hang out with us, dog. We cool. We cool. Which, in turn, that was a loss, right? In turn, it helped me build up and go team up with my people. We talked about them already, and we formed our own shit. So, pros and cons. 
wins and losses. I think another tough loss that I had to endure that I felt like molded me into everything that I'm trying to do right now is the loss of my granny. Hardest working person that you could ask for. And I think that's why my mom has the spirit that she has. Because my mom, my mom gave uh, the government 25 years of her life. And she raised four beautiful children. You know, we always didn't do the right thing, but we knew like we had mama. But that came from my granny my granny was the rock she was no nonsense she was hard but loving like you knew you know granny didn't play and the whole block knew she didn't play and i can truly say this that lady loved her grandkids she loved her kids she loved her community plain and simple hands down you know what i'm saying she loved she loved us even if even if me because i was the most hard-headedest baddest kid you could ask for in that time and but that lady loved me i to the world i did no wrong i i did no wrong to that woman in her eyes to her oh yeah i got discipline i got my butt whooped probably more than the average kid but that was that was you know that was my heart and you know when she left and i think it's because you know i was i was way 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 i was five six hundred miles away when she left so i don't know it it it, it threw me for a loop it bothered me you know, I still haven't fully healed from that. But I think, like I said, I gained strength from her. I gained the value of hard work from her. I gained the value of respect. So, yeah, I took a lot of losses. But I got a lot of gains from that. So when she left, it put a big old hole in my heart. I, I didn't take it for granted that. You know, God placed that lady in my life for the uh, 11 years that she was in my life. You know, I always felt like God needed her more. You know, that's that's generally what I felt like. God, God needed her more. You know? But I think what it did for me, though, it it, it, it blessed my heart to have that type of compassion to know that hard work is not something that you should take lightly and I don't I work hard with everything that I do and I want to say it's because of her like I do everything that I do off the strength of her and uh having a woman like my mom go through losing her son losing her mom and watching her I know this woman Perseverance is everything. I've seen this woman go in and out every morning, every day to give us the life that she felt like we deserve. You know what I'm saying? We were suburb babies, but we also lived in the hood. 
you know, um, that woman went to work every day. Rain, sleet, hail, or snow. Whether she was tired, whether she was sick, she went to work and she handled business every single day. Um, That woman, I know that I threw her for a loop because she used to come off her mail route and come sit in the classroom with me. You know what I'm saying? Missing money. Missing money for us. Missing money, you know, because she had to come deal with me. She had to come be around me. She had to come sit in the classroom with me. And I I I gotta tell you, like, um, I, I at least I knew she cared. At least I knew that she cared. And most people will tell you, nah, man, you know, I ain't coming up there, I ain't missing money. My mama missed money on account of me. And I think, you know, um, I took a loss when she came and told me, like, I can't deal with you no more. You know, I love you, but you're going to have to go stay with your pops. You're going to have to go stay with him. I can't deal with it because at that time I had got kicked out of, what was it, seven elementary schools in like three years. Like, they were bouncing me around every school, every elementary school in the district, even a Catholic school with tuition. They didn't want me, you know. So um, that was a loss because I had to leave the city that I loved, that I only knew my whole entire life, and I had to go stay with the man who, who, who you know, at the time I thought was – he was one of my heroes. My dad was one of my heroes coming up. You know, I didn't have the greatest relationship with him, but when he was around, my dad, we 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 made we had memories. He he made sure that we were good. He he was another one that knew the value of hard work. He didn't make excuses. He got up and he did his thing for us and he he moved. He moved to a different city, but he still you know, provide it. So when she sent me with him, that was a loss. And the uh, four years that I was here with him, man, loss after loss after loss after loss. I went to juvie. Uh, he got married. He got remarried to, uh, I call her Satan because Satan's daughter because that's what I felt like. And still to this day, I feel like that. But it's not really a issue. I don't have a beef with that woman. I just know that my childhood was full of losses and things that I did not accomplish. Like, I was a hooper. I was a hooper like my brother. Like, I was a hooper. I balled. Crazy game. And I could never be on organized sports because I stayed in trouble. I could never have a social life because I stayed in trouble in their eyes. I I was a church boy, you know. I was a church boy. Church and home was my life. Like, my only friends that I could really hang out with were the people that I went to church with. And a lot of them were troublemakers in their own right. But shout out to them, man, all my, all my church people. Um, So... I never had a chance to do organized sports, and I think that was a big loss because I was a hooper. I thought I thought I was going to be one of them. Like, I was getting it in. Like, I would, ha- I would go hoop with my dad and my brother. You know, we would go hoop. My dad was a hooper, too. Um, my sister was a hooper. We would go 
hoop at different gyms and outside courts and things like that. But I never had that experience to hoop with cats my age and things like that, you know, uh, except we had the little church tournaments and things like that that we did some one year we did pretty good one year we didn't so we had we had those you know that that happening but man i could play football i could play baseball i could play basketball i was a hooper i would get on the court and i would go crazy and then you know once i like fired myself up i rolled my arm sleeve up i thought i was iverson for real like like you couldn't tell me nothing like I ain't never met a shot that I couldn't take. Like, I just had a ball. I thought I was the dude. And, uh, man, I never got a chance to do organized sports, uh, high school. I did a little bit in elementary school, but that was, that wasn't really what I was aiming for. Like, I thought I was the man. And, uh, so yeah, that was a big loss. I, I but but you know what? What I gained out of that though was I was probably too good for them teams anyway. Cause a lot of them teams that was trying to get me was trash. I ain't even gonna lie to you. But um, <laughs> um, so I gained I gained knowledge because when I turned fourteen, I was in these streets. I became a man at fourteen. You couldn't tell me nothing. I wasn't listening. I was doing my own thing. So, you know, moving to Minnesota was a loss, but I gained a lot. Like, I was, man, listen, I was having relations at 14. Uh, I was actually having relations at 12. But when I really knew what I was, what I was doing, I was having relations at 14. I was kicking it with my homies at 14. We were shoplifting. We was doing everything we could to survive. Like, I had my own little shoplifting crew. Like, we had lookouts and everything. This is before plain clothes security because we ain't know nothing about plain clothes security until they created plain clothes security. And y'all know the story, man. I got caught stealing CDs and shit. Ray J. Ray J. A Ray J CD and a whole bunch of other shit. Um... But I had the time of my life, you know, I built friendships and, and, and permanent friendships like right now, brotherhoods that I still have to this day, you know, shout out to my boy Tay. That's my boy. 110%. That's my man. You know, dude is, dude is, he's a hooper right now. He'll tell y'all, cause I swear to God, y'all be over here thinking I'd be capping. He would tell y'all we used to get down on the court, like, we used to get down on the court. And this dude just hit me the other day talking about, man, I got a spot on the team for you. I'm like, boy, I ain't hooped in like 12 years, my boy. I ain't got the stamina I used to have. But, you know, who knows? I might I might pick it back up, man. I'm I'm good to come off the bench and get somebody six, six to ten points. You know, five rebounds, about four assists, couple blocks, couple steals. I'm I'm liable to get somebody 15, 20 minutes, you know what I'm saying, just off the bench, just off the strength. I might be able to do that, though. But uh, so I gained a lot from that. Like, I gained a lot of experience from that. I learned the meaning of brotherhood, teamwork, uh, coming together, you know, strength in numbers. Like, these, is, these are some of the things I learned from coming up in that era. Like, yeah, like togetherness, 
survival, sticking with each other no matter what. You know, um, this is where me and my mans, we used to get up with chicks and then run up in their house and ransack all they, they valuables and stuff, man. Like, you, you learn, you learn survival skills doing this. Like, yeah, so I think I was a true survivor in those days. So, yeah, that was a win for me to learn all that. But then I got locked up. Big loss. Um, They kept me locked up for three months of my life, and it was like the worst three months ever. I, I, I failed in a lot of instances where, you know, I didn't get a chance to do the things that I wanted to do. But I, I built. I built something. And I wanted to grow, and I wanted to adapt, and I did. I ended up coming back to Chicago. I ended up still running the streets, still causing ha- havoc, still causing ha- chaos. Uh, I moved back to Chicago. I was still running the streets, still causing havoc, still causing chaos. Um, I kept my crew in a lot of trouble because I had a lot of lip. You know, I could fight, but, you know, when you have a strong crew behind you, you feel like, yeah, you're invincible. So at that time, this is what dudes was fighting. We wasn't running for pistols. We was fighting. Um, I was still out here being manish. You know, being manish. I was super manish. At 14 to like 18, I was manish. I was running up in everything I could. Females. Left and right. Left and right. One female come in the crib. Want to leave. Want to come in. The other one leave. Like, I was, I was really out here. I was manish as hell. Um took a couple losses because we had a couple abortions around that time because they wasn't ready for no kids i wasn't ready for no kids i was still living at my mama house so it was like yeah i was out here fucking but you know i wasn't out here trying to raise no baby um i had my first kid at 20 um i honestly feel like i don't know i ain't gonna say it was a trap baby but i kind of felt like it was a trap baby and let me explain that. Um, Shorty was my Shorty was my people, you know. And you know, I was her first, and we had a time. The little time we was together, we had a time. And but I knew it wasn't gonna last because she was leaving off to school. So I ain't gonna lie. I purposely was 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 uh let my swimmers swimmers swim in that on purpose because i had that yolo complex like man whatever happens happens if it gets her to stay then you know hey i'm with it and i thought me i was very oblivious to how long sperm can swim and how long it takes for babies and things like that i was oblivious to that shit and uh i kept thinking like yeah i'm gonna catch her like two weeks before she was going off to school, I really was on a on a swimmer spree. Like every chance I got, and nothing happened. Nothing materialized. She was still getting on this bus or plane or whatever, and she was gone. And I was I remember being super disappointed about that. And then you know a couple weeks later, I got that call like you know you're gonna be a daddy, and um. She ended up coming back. So I want—I don't want to say it was a trap baby, but it might have been a trap baby. And 
I know my son, he gonna hear this and he gonna think. But no, it ain't that. I love my son to death. That's my oldest. You know, shout out to, you know, his mom for giving me him. But, um, yeah. That was a win. Listen, that was a win for me. I thought that was a win. Like, that was a big win for me. But then the losses started piling up. See, now you know how you at the mountaintop. You feeling good. You feeling like you can't be touched. You feeling strong. You good. You hitting all the corners. And, yeah, you here. You touching all corners of the ring. You feeling good. You feeling like Ali in his prime. And then, boom, something turned around and knocked you straight down to the ground. And that's what happened with me. It knocked me down to the ground. Um, I was mannish. I was cheating. I was lying. You know, um, I was out of pocket. So we getting ready to have a kid. But listen, I was focused on the kid. Don't get it wrong. It's just her. I started being off my square with. And, you know, my son, I think my son was like six months when she finally said, yo, I had enough. I'm done. I'm leaving. And y'all know the story, man. If y'all don't know the story, going back to previous episodes, y'all know how it, it left when she left. So, yeah, that was a loss for me. I ain't going to flex at that time. That was a huge loss because here I am now, uh, six months in, I'm already a single father. Like, <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Like, so um, it was different going from house to house. Uh, I I get him on the weekends and you bringing him milk and all this stuff and it was it was tough because I wasn't used to that I was used to like shorty here like you know what I'm saying so um big adjustment big adjustment but I think at that time you know it made my my love for my son stronger it taught me how to stand on my own two feet and handle my business whether his mom is there or not I am still obligated and I am still to handle my business. So um, it was important. It was important for me to step up and do my thing. And that's why I said, because this is part one. We definitely going, we definitely going to get a part two in because I got another engagement to handle. Um, So we definitely going to get into part two. Y'all know I love my partners. Um, Listen, sometimes you got to go through losses in order to see wins. And even if you do see the wins, it don't mean you can't take losses. We'll be back. Part two. Y'all already know what it is. I'm out.